heard of. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. All right, welcome everybody back, right, to the Common Folk Podcast. We're here. Mm-hmm. Was this yes, the we are. third installment of Get to Know Your Host? Is that what Yeah, what it? are we going to call this? Like, Get to Know Ya? Get to Know the, get uh, to know the Common Folk, right? Got to think of something. I guess that sounds good to me. I don't know. I mean, uh, Andy, you're good with these titles. Well, I thought that was an all right one, Get to Know Your Host. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Uh, this time we have Ben in the firing line, though, right? Ben Evers. Yeah, Evers. Yes, not Evers or... Is that what you usually get is Evers? Yeah, 100%. Yep. I mean, that is how it's spelled, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Growing up all through school, yeah. you know, any announcement or anything, some like some like school, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what would you call them, like an assembly? Like sure. we're all in there in the sure. crowd, you know, and they announce for whatever, like, hey, greatest student that ever attended this class, Ben Evers, <laughs> Evers. you know. And you're like, well, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no way they got that right. Well, so uh, you asked me this. Do you get a little frustrated when people get it wrong, or you just does it not even affect you? I honestly never did. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I. It to me, it was like like you said. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. It's spelled like right. Yeah. Put yourself in someone else's yeah. shoes, and they read that. Yeah. I can't get too every mad now and then you get people that get it right, and you always kind of wonder why. Mm-hmm. I was. Um, on on the phone with customer service at some company today, and these folks are in uh, Memphis, mm-hmm. um, but this lady was clearly not from Memphis. Like her accent was almost like kind of Jamaican. Oh wow! Um, and she was like, "Is your name Ben Evers?" And I'm like, "Yep, it is." And I was like, "How did she get that? Like it must have been like <laughs> She's so for whatever bad. reason where <laughs> yeah how she came up that that's right. how it reads." I was gonna say she's so bad at English. Right? Exactly. I always told the kids, and I don't know if you told me this or your parents. Obviously, mm-hmm. now I'm Evers. If you're like gonna be seated somewhere and they're like, "Oh, Evers reservation, whatever," you don't need to correct them. But mm-hmm. if it's your school teacher, start correcting them. If they're like, right. "Oh, Haley Evers or Evers." Evers here, mm-hmm. like just if you keep saying it enough, it will then right. become. And I don't know if they do that or not, but I don't tend to correct people either. Mm-hmm. But if I feel like I'm going to meet them again, yeah, I will. But it was you just don't. never a thing for me. Okay. And, I and I always and felt like if you did, you were almost making them feel bad that they got it wrong. I agree. Like whatever. Yeah. My the only the so the the last name is German, and uh, my brother was in the Air Force. And he, he is, and he told me that the only place he's ever been in the world that it was pronounced correctly was when he went to Germany. He's over there. So when he got off the plane in, in Germany, mm-hmm. they, you know, welcome you, mm-hmm. and they're reading your name off of a list. And he said they always had it right they there. They nailed it. But never had it anywhere else. Huh. So where did you grow up then, you and your brother? Uh, uh, we'll yeah, so my brother's actually half-brother. Um, my dad was married before. Okay. So my full sister and myself grew up together. My half brother, my half sister, um, they grew up together in a different state. They were mostly in New Jersey, hmm. um, but we are here in Nebraska. You know, pretty much right where we're sitting right now. Uh, we moved out here when I was eight, nine years old, somewhere around that, um, just south of town. My parents were always big horse people, so yeah. they wanted some land to uh, start uh, some horse stables and and mm-hmm. kind of get into that business. And okay. 
this is where we landed. Well, this is a really unique uh, farmstead because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hilly, yeah. a lot of trees. I don't think uh, your average person would – I wouldn't even think of this uh, when I'm thinking of a horse ranch in Nebraska. Yeah. I think more wide open rolling hills type deal. It's true. Yeah. You know? yeah. For so, sure. So are you big into horses then or was that, was that your jam as well growing up? Not really. When, <laughs> when, I, was, <laughs> when I was real young, uh, my sister and I were in 4-H. Okay. Um, so we did the horse thing in 4-H. It was showing and, mm-hmm. you know, Western pleasure and taking care of the animals and so on and so forth. I okay. learned a lot of really good things there, but um, just before long, it really wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. And I decided I wanted to get into things with engines. So I started getting dirt bikes and four-wheelers. And That's where I was going with it. There's my uncle, uh, Drew. That's what they always said about him. Is like, yeah, you liked horses, but it didn't have a motor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's uh, it, and it's funny, you know. Now that I get, get older, kind of coming back around, like I really enjoy being around them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's a lot of nostalgia there, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. my sister, she 100 stuck with it. It's like it is her passion today. She is a professional barrel racer. Oh wow! Yeah. So that yeah, she took her passion and made it and. You could say the same for you because, like, okay, so what was your big interest, you know, growing up? It sounds like it was car care, dirt bikes, things of that nature. Definitely motorsports, automotive. I mean, I loved, um, you know, ball sports as well. I played soccer all the way up through high school, Mm -hmm. uh, played baseball up to high school. Um, I loved sports in general, but I really loved motorsports. Okay. I just love mechanics and how things work and move and, you know, check them out. Did you did you do that motocross stuff? Did you race dirt bikes as a kid? I did a little bit, yeah. Really? Yeah. I always thought mm-hmm. that looked like so much fun, uh, but you it was, know, that... it was a ton of fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Scared the crap out of me. <laughs> and my my mom really didn't like it. So ah, so it gave you more of an incentive <clears throat> to do it. You yeah. rebel. Yeah. <laughs> but, and put the kibosh on it a she, little bit. Yeah. So she she held that back a little bit, which probably was smart. Um, but on the other hand, she was also the one that was you know, early on buying me my first dirt bike and doing all those kinds of things. So, you know. You planted the seed, mom. Yeah, right. (laughs) And so, but you also had a very unique setting here out on the ranch. Is this where you did a lot of your riding and your Mm -hmm. learning and stuff like that? Yep. I always had a theory with dirt bikes and let's see if you agree. And it goes for a lot of things because I was naughty and I got a dirt bike when I was a kid and, you know, people were trying to help me learn how to ride it. I'm like, I got it. I got it. Yeah, I got it. You know, I wanted to just learn myself and anyway uh i remember the first time i got on that bike and i figured out shift one down two up and i was just zooming mm-hmm. towards this corner <laughs> towards these trees <laughs> and i froze my arms were just like locked up and i crashed <laughs> you know like yeah. laid it down in front of the trees and i feel like if you can survive that first crash then you're good to go yeah you know and since then uh, i've been fine did, did you have a moment like that oh Hundred percent. Yeah. You remember your first crash? I don't know if I remember my okay. first crash. I remember a lot of crashes. Yeah. Um, broke broke a few bones. You know, a mm. couple hard crashes. Wrecked a lot of bikes. Uh, broke other people's bones. You know, wrecking into them. You know, things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to get back on it. It's that old adage. I mean, it's the same thing with horses. Yeah. You know, you're 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 going to crash. You're going to get bucked off. Right. So. Or, you know, getting back on and getting it straightened back out, that's the way to do it. It's like the price that you're willing to pay for that, you know, that adrenaline rush, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. for, for being in yep. the saddle or you know, or even on the bike. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So how are you able to kind of take that and turn that into, I mean, isn't that kind of what you turned your early career into? Or is it kind of getting into learning that stuff in high school? Did you take a lot of shop classes? I definitely yeah, took a lot of shop classes. We went to like the local tech school when we were in high school for, mm-hmm. you know, um, automotive systems training and stuff like that. <clears throat> I never took it as far as class went past high school. Um got involved in uh, working in some auto repair, auto body repair shops. Okay. Really enjoyed that. Um, but I think I, I think I kind of quickly learned that it wasn't something that I was going to make a, a, a really good living off of, at least the path that I was on. You okay. Know? And I was very interested in business. My Both my parents uh, were entrepreneurs, but my dad was a police officer, but they had the, the horse business down here. And my mom's mm-hmm. been an entrepreneur for as long as I can remember. And I think that got set in me and I, I really wanted to learn about business and work for myself and, you know, figure those things out. So that's what, uh, what was your first big boy job then would you consider? My first job, I was, I was kind of forced to get a job really, um, in terms of like a real job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I worked when I was a kid in high school, I worked for the city, we mowed yards, we yeah, did yeah. things like that. Yep, yep. Um, but it was when, uh, Morgan and I found out that we were going to have our first daughter. And so moved back home. My mom got me hooked up at a Sears. She knew a uh, okay a uh, human resource um, person there, <laughs> and so they were hiring. Helped you out. Yep. Um, right. And so then I started doing that, and that was kind of like my first dip into retail and sales and how the business works. And so you climbed fast. Like what, what type was, of Sears was it though? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it was at the time those were full on Sears. It it was it was a standalone. Building, so like a Walmart, but higher quality stuff. Yeah, so yeah, he was selling yeah. washers and dryers. Okay, department store, you know, um, like, TVs. Wow, so I mowers. Mean, yeah, you were getting the retail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and then you were starting to manage the retail and the business side of it. I mean, we were we we got to get all the exposure into buying mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like I said, retail, like sales floor setup and yeah, managing people stuff. and. You know, profit and loss statements and yeah, all that kind of stuff. So Okay. Yeah. So well, that helped. Yeah. I mean, and then you went from there to a different place. I had a couple of buddies that I worked with that uh, were moving their way through the ranks, and they were kind of bringing me along with them. Went to a different retailer, which really doing the same kind of thing, just a different name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I got my fill of that. Like, I learned quickly, like, retail, the retail life was not the life for me. Okay. I learned a lot, but it was not the life for me. Mm-hmm. And then that was when I got in back into automotive, got into the auto body. But it was really on running the business side of things. Like we definitely were involved. It was a small business. We were involved in doing the work, the hands-on work. Oh, okay. But we had to run the business. So I was a general manager for this operation at one point with a, a number of different locations and just trying to figure out the ways to grow the business and market the business and manage the people and all those kinds of things while at the same time working with cars, you know? And yeah, then yeah. when... Yep. Four or five o'clock hit and we locked the doors. I could pull my car in and I could wash yeah, it and I could work on go. it and I could do all the things and yep. it was uh, it was fun. Now, let, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I was just wondering was that any part of Napa or did that just kind of set the table for for Napa? Yeah, that was before I started working for mm-hmm. Napa and Genuine Parts Company. <clears throat> yeah. So if we go back, where do you think that mechanic stuff came from? That stuff definitely came from my grandfather. Okay, I thought you would say that, but I mean, your dad had some of that, but it was more your grandfather because he worked on what? Living out here, 
you had to have some kind of mechanical aptitude. So, you know, my dad could definitely do things. Yeah. But it just wasn't it, it wasn't something that he was really into. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like out of necessity. My grandfather um, was very mechanical, and he's still around. But he uh, he he worked. He he was in the Air Force. He was a mechanic on B fifty twos, I believe, um, on like the brake systems and hydraulics. Those stories are so good. Those old boys. Yeah, there's some cool yeah. stories there. And then when he got out, he was a mechanic uh, for Union Pacific. Okay. So he was always big into tools and working mm-hmm. on things, and he. Um, I mean, he showed me a lot. He let you spend a lot of time there. Yeah. A lot of time, yeah. yeah. So he let you hold the flashlight while he was under there cussing. And, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't yeah. that. That was not that typical. He was. Okay. He was more of. Um, you you know you're gonna do it. Okay. And uh, uh, I'll I'll tell you if you're doing it wrong mm-hmm. and what's you but know what you, you need to do there. different or All whatever. Right. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah. That takes a lot of patience. Hundred <laughs> percent. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, so walk me through that next step then. So, because when I'm, you know, met you, you were just getting out of Napa, and that sounds like another deal where you were just climbing the ladder, mm-hmm. climbing the ladder. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sound, I mean, it sounded to me like you got to a pretty successful point, but you just weren't happy, or what happened there? Yeah, I mean, Napa afforded us a lot of opportunities. Um, we moved around the country. You know, they trained me well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, gave us a lot of opportunities to do a lot of, a lot of cool things. Um and and it's a you know it's an an era of our life that I definitely look back on fondly. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I realized kind of when I was in those retail days that what's going on here is not for me in the long run. Mm-hmm. Like it's not I'm I'm not enjoying this as much as I should. Okay. Um, and I need to do something different. So I just decided, man, enough is enough, and we're going home. Start your own business. Yeah, just kind of yeah. cold and. Well, you're lucky you did that because otherwise you wouldn't have met me. That's true. Are you going to tell the <laughs> yeah. tell the folks at home how we met? I think that's I know. That's yeah, quite the story yeah. there. Yeah, so we you might have a little bit to add to this, but uh, so came came back home, decided I wanted to work. I knew I wanted to work outside, and I wanted to work with my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to to set myself up for something that could turn into something that I could. Uh, you know, take to the bank someday. Yeah. Um, so I, I decided, well, from where we're from, agriculture is the biggest piece. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we were in kind of a, a form of animal agriculture with the horses, but we never dealt with uh, row crops or anything like that necessarily here at home, mm-hmm. although a lot of my buddies did. Um, so we came across this company that was um, had kind of a newer product at the time that was a soil amendment, and uh, and I and I went through all the things and learned about it. And I was like, man, this is, there's a, there's a, a future of this happening for sure. Mm-hmm. Whether I can make it work or not, I don't know, but I'm going to try. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to figure out one way or another to make something work. So got on with those guys, um, in terms of just like a dealer. Um, was it when we were traveling to their training mm-hmm. that we, we realized we were from the same area. We were living yeah. in the same area. Yeah. Yeah. And then we realized that our wives knew each other. Yeah, played volleyball together. Yeah. Yeah. stuff. <laughs> Never even knew any of this. Uh, <laughs> Ashley's mom was your coach, right? Yeah. In high school. Yeah. 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 I couldn't believe yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. So that uh, we kind of put all that together, and then so you were kind of in, so you were living close to where we were living, but you were kind of in like the north 
east corner of the state. Right. My dealership was around my hometown there. Yep. Yeah. I was kind yeah. of in more of like the eastern central mm-hmm. area of the state. Um, and we were just always kind of bouncing things off of each other. And Yeah. That was good. Thing, it was yeah. fun. Yeah. But it was stressful. It know? was for sure. Yeah. It was, it was a crazy deal. I mean, you 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 throw everything away. I mean, you don't necessarily throw it away, but you decide like, I'm done doing this. Mm-hmm. And you go and you come home and you start from scratch. Yeah. And every single day, every move you make every single day mm-hmm. has a has an effect on what's going to happen right. for you mm-hmm. and yeah. for your family. Yeah. Uh, you know, and do you get? Do you have the energy to get in the truck that day and go drive down ten driveways yeah. and knock on the door and talk to cold call people and try to figure out? Ooh, that was rough. Can I help you <laughs> with your farm operation? Yeah. Um, and in the end, that did fairly well. But what it really afforded me was a ton of relationships mm-hmm. and a ton of learning about the industry, and to where I started seeing other needs that I knew were. A little bit more realistic in terms of making a business out of it, at least for me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then kind of start going down those paths. Well, you got back to your motors, you know, with your diesel tuning. I did yeah. and you kind of was that always part of farm focus? No, no, not not right at the beginning. Okay, but about a year in. Okay. I was going to say early. It yeah. seemed like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just remember you always saying, you know. You never knew which dog was going to be jumping on you or like cat was getting <laughs> yep. in your car. <laughs> like yeah. that, oh, that would yeah. be scary to me to just pick up the phone and call somebody, let alone drive downs. Yeah. You know, you did it too. Oh, like yeah. and rock roads and just knock on a farmer's door. I mean, that's yeah. crazy stuff. But like, mm-hmm. I love it that you guys could do that. Um, and I was always amazed with how like their, their metrics, for me anyway, they almost felt just right down to the number. I think everything kind of goes on a curve. And if if I busted my tail and I visited 20 farmsteads, 20 different farms, um, five of them would say maybe and two or three of them would say yes. So, that, I mean, that's just what I'd have yep. to do. If I wanted to get two sales that day, I had to visit 20 farms. Mm-hmm. Like that's just that's yeah. just the way it was, Yeah, you know. And that's kind of what some of their training was kind of sure. told you yep. that. Crazy. Yep. So it taught you a ton, obviously. Definitely. And then Farm Focused was established in 2015. Right. And kind of one thing led to another with the apparel, correct? Yeah. And the, and the branding of yeah. but helping But you others. always had it set up. I always, I always thought that was pretty cool about your vision where um, you didn't do what they said. You set it up as Farm Focused and you were building that brand. Yeah. And it allowed it farm folks to be versatile. So if it was getting into apparel or merchandising or diesel tuning uh, or lubricants, you had the flexibility to do yeah, that. Right. Yeah. You know, I did exactly what they asked, you know, put your name in it, say Agzai or whatever. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, now it makes no sense, but I still have that LLC, but that's what we run our rentals under. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. In the end, like it didn't, you know, we we don't have neither you nor I necessarily have anything monetarily to show for it. Mm-hmm. But like we already talked about, like there was so much learned, yeah. and uh, and those guys definitely helped us with that. Oh I mean, yeah, good or bad, you you know, you learn how to do things, you learn not how to do things. You know, mm-hmm. you learn the right, you learn the wrong, whatever, and yeah. uh, and it's led us to what we're doing right now. Oh yeah, and I mean, it, it allowed me to get back up where I was from. You know, and kind of, sure. you know, rekindle some relationships and run into guys I hadn't seen in a while. And, you yep. know, hey, what are you doing now? So, yep. yeah, no, yep. I, 
I totally look at all that as a positive. Um, okay, let me ask some questions that aren't necessarily. Oh, let okay. them have it. Let them have okay, it. I thought this was a good one that I thought of. Okay, if you went to jail, what would your family and your friends think you did? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, man. What would they think I did? Have to answer. That was what you told Andy. You know, I do. I just don't know what they would think <laughs> I did. Um, I don't do a lot of bad things. No, you, um, I, I know. I was... Maybe hmm. ended up at some random bar, drank too much, and got in a bar fight. I thought it would be a bar fight, too. Okay, okay. I, okay. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I don't really fight. No. Yet. Yeah. But someone could say something when you're not in the right frame yeah. of mind, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, that could happen. Right. Okay, I mean, well, I got a really deep one here. Um, does fruit belong on pizza, like pineapple? I, I don't mind a Hawaiian pizza. Oh, so you're one of those guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, Good. it's definitely not my go-to, but I don't mind it. Well, we're back on the pizza what thing. Is it, what does that say about <laughs> yeah. a man? I'm a little fruity guy over here. <laughs> yeah, so what What does this say? So uh, uh, is it a pepperoni or I'm a, hamburger? I'm the kind of guy, I like, I, I really enjoy cooking, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy um, all the different flavors. I'm okay. trying to figure out how to, you know, make all those work together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, grilled uh, pineapple. Mm-hmm. Or even like smoked pineapple, or whatever. That's a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's pretty good. Like the sh- the full pineapple. No, like you like you'll get ring like you'll do rings. Ring like pineapple. yeah, put oh, that on or okay, whatever. Okay. There are some I I have seen some stuff online lately about people smoking whole pineapples. I don't know what they're doing with them, but regardless, the point is is I do like a lot of different okay. flavors, and it's I think it's fun experiment. Okay, but with that answer stuff. the pepperoni hamburger that oh, you asked Andy. Yeah. Are you a pepperoni? What or kind of man guy? does this mean you are? Yeah. So, if I'm if I go to Casey's, okay, okay. <laughs> so now we're back to Casey's. Yeah. Okay, is hamburger all day? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But if it's not Casey's, you're you like pepperoni. But then it gives you heartburn. <laughs> yeah, it could. Yeah, I think I'm 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 pretty particular about my hamburger. I'm not very particular about my pepperoni. Well, okay. isn't all the pepperoni the same? No. Not really. No. no. Yeah. What? No, like I think uh, Pizza Hut has those thin ones that are sometimes kind of crispy, and sometimes I'm in, in the mood for that. Yeah. yeah. Some uh, places, like your ma and pa shops, have those big fat ones that are even under the cheese. Yeah. Like, okay. You even, You're right. You know, You're right. There's yeah. a yeah. few different variations. And I'm definitely, there. if I had to choose as far as the pepperoni goes, definitely mm-hmm. a crispy pepperoni. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we're talking about food. So you smoke a lot of meat, mm-hmm. and Andy said he has an egg. Like, what kind of smoker do you have? I'm a old school stick burner. Okay, because you don't do why? Pellet stuff. Uh-uh. And I don't, I don't have anything against anybody that does it. I just I like the process. Mm-hmm. Um, it it you know it's a commitment. So if you're going to yes, do it, it like it's an all day yeah. mm-hmm. ordeal, which is also part of the fun. Mm-hmm. But you know we got a lot to do. So you try to right. fit it in when you can, but I just I like the process. I like managing the the firebox, you know, managing the temperature. When's it time to put the wood in? What kind of wood are you using? Um, what's the smoke look like? How clean's the burn? Where's the meat sitting yeah. in there? Yeah. Because there's hot spots and not and all the. I mean, I just I really like the process because there's lots of thinking and there's a lot that goes into that it. Goes and then when it. you get done, if it if you got it right, 
which I definitely do not always get it right. Mm-hmm. But if it if it comes off right, it's good. It's like man, yeah, that it's so much more rewarding because you put so much effort into yeah. it. That that goes into it too. But there's nothing can replace that smoked flavor, whether it's pineapple yeah. or meat. You know. <laughs> yep. Okay, but. Let's go back. Okay, so that bar fight went really, really wrong. You won, so you you got in big trouble. Uh-huh. Uh, and now you have to pick your last meal. What's that going to be? Because mm. you're on death row now. Yeah, I have. I think I have two favorite foods. Are you going to tell the warden that? And he's like, I went two. Yeah, like I'm going to need. <laughs> I'm going to need a really big plate, and you just fit all these things on here. Uh, Let's hear it. Definitely a cheeseburger. Yeah. Like just a mess of a cheeseburger. Nice. Yeah. Okay. With, with an egg. With an egg with all the things on it. Big old tomato, pickles, all yep. of it. All of yep. it. Here we go. Yep. A little bit red. Okay. Yeah. A little yep. tiger meat in there. Okay. Yep. Um, and then outside of that, I mean, uh, just a really good steak. I love having mm-hmm. a really good steak, man. Yeah. Ribeye's probably my favorite cut. It's probably a lot of people's favorite cuts, but yep. um, just a nice grilled ribeye, man. Okay. What makes you feel most accomplished? Hmm. Like at the end of the day, if you think about it. Uh, probably if, uh, I mean, if we're talking about the end of the day, it would be like if I could go to sleep and my mind not be racing <laughs> of it, all the things I didn't get done or yeah, I still need like to do. Like your boxes are checked that you did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then in not at of, the end of the day. In terms of what I thought about when you said that question, though, just in general, like what would be an indicator for me of of it to make me feel the most accomplished would be um just like essentially like calmness like mm-hmm. being around my family and everyone's just satisfied and calm and enjoying the time mm-hmm. you know yeah. because then that that makes me feel like we did all the things we needed to do to to mm-hmm. get to this point yep right and now it's just you can kick back and enjoy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right all right so uh, why do you podcast? If we're going to wrap things up yeah. here, let's put a bow yeah. on it. That's been the common question that we've all asked each other. Now, you're right. the creator here. Why did you create all this? Yeah. Well, I've been listening to podcasts for a long time, and I really enjoy them. Um, and what we do with the farm-focused brand and social media, you know, we're, we're highly involved in, in content with a lot of other brands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that podcasts are – an up and coming thing and it's more content for folks. So I thought, man, this would be fun for folks to get to know the brand and the people, mm-hmm. um, from another angle. Sure. Um, and then the more I thought about it, cause you know, I mean, this took like a year and a half from the time <laughs> when I was like, man, I right. think I want to do a podcast. Andy. I mean, we even owned yeah. the equipment for probably six months before we oh, even turned it on, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, cause I'm just always thinking through it. Like, how are we going to do this? And then I just thought, I think there's a cool perspective, something entertaining that we could bring folks from the Midwest, mm-hmm. you know, with that Midwest common sense, common folk perspective. Right. That I th- there's so much going on in the world right now. Yeah. And, and there always will be and there always has been. Sure. That you're getting bombarded with. Yeah. And how can we bring something that's just kind of just level-headed and enjoyable mm-hmm. and maybe there's a little bit of uh, – a little bit of education in it as well. A little education, a little humor. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought I just thought it'd be fun, man. Yeah. And it's been it's been kind of a an outlet for me because we do we mm-hmm. work all day. We've got to take a break for a couple hours to do these, which you know we don't have time to take those breaks, but we make ourselves do it. 
And when I get done, I feel better. And I don't do like if we're working here in the shop or whatever, or just in general, our day to day life, mm-hmm. I don't talk a whole lot. So this is like a, a yeah. change of pace for me. Like you, know, you like, might be on the phone. If but I'm you're... on the phone, I'm definitely yeah. Yeah, jabbing. <laughs> but outside of that, I mean, if our day-to-day life, I mean, I'm yeah. pretty quiet. So yeah. this is this is a nice little change. And so it's it's good for me personally. Yeah. And I think we're I see now that we're putting something out that's fun and that people mm-hmm. can can uh, enjoy. So makes me feel even better about it. Yeah, it has taken off. That, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> uh, can I do one more follow up before we sign off? Yeah. Yeah. What's the What's been your biggest surprise or the biggest thing that man I really enjoyed this or that and I didn't see that coming from launching a podcast because I've had a few. Oh. Hmm. Um. I think it's kind of what I said there. Like I didn't. I didn't realize how good it was going to be for me personally Mm, and just like just getting it out it's almost like we do enough talking in these podcast recordings that when i get Mm -hmm. done i'm like all right i'm I'm, i got that out i'm done for the day i got to get that off my chest right i don't i don't need to talk anymore now i can relax you know (laughs) there we go there's just like something about that um i think that's been rewarding for me just to to do this and to see um how it's caught on, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't imagine we would, these things would take off as fast as they would. And that w- there would be the number of yeah. people that take the time to actually click on this and listen to it. Oh yeah. And it's just been so cool to see. It is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. It, yeah. And I don't, I don't want to say like, oh man, I'm surprised that we did something successful, but it is definitely rewarding. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know we need to sign off, but yeah. I want to ask you, where do you see yourself? Cause you asked me this mm-hmm. in 10 years. I think I, uh, you know, folks have listened to yours or not, I don't know yet, but similar. I think 10 years, you know, all the kids are gone most likely. I mean, there's still maybe one that's back or whatever. I mean, we went back home after we were older Mm -hmm. to get back on our feet. Um, Hopefully we've got some grandkids. I know that's going to take up a ton of our time, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think by then, hopefully the business has, has really turned into something to where you know, we're setting ourselves up for retirement and, um, and probably have moved. I mean, I want to, I, I want to live out a little further. Yeah. Um, and have some ground and, and not have a ton of people around me as far as like where we live. Um, that being said, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I've become highly involved in the fire department, so I kind of want to stay in the same district. Um, but there's plenty of land in this district. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I guess that's kind of where I see it. The bit, who knows what the business is going to be at that point? I, I I imagine it's going to be three, four times the size it is right now because we're just grinding every single day. Um, but yeah, sweet. Yeah, very good. Is there anything else you got? I don't think so. I think where are we at? I think we're about where we want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Awesome. Cool. Did okay. we miss anything, Ben? Yeah. I don't, I don't Did think you? So. you guys got <laughs> Did it. you want to talk more? Are you sure? <laughs> nope. I'm good. I got my fill today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll see you guys.